Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, welcome to the very first Under the Cosh podcast with the Away Day Bible. I'm here with... uh... Well, it's an honour and a privilege of two uh, seasoned pros, professional footballers, Chris Brown. How we doing? Parking, the beast. How we doing? You said seasoned professional footballers, but I would say more weathered than seasoned. <laughs> would you say we were journeymen? Yeah, fuck it. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> well, looking at this list, it's been some fucking journey. Yeah, I'll just, uh, I mean, over the board, Barnsley, Hartlepool, York, Macclesfield, Stoke, Preston... I mean, I could go on all day, to be honest. Yeah, probably pretty much. Blackburn, Berry. You've been around Scunthor. the block a few times, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. What, what's what's tend to happen is that managers have signed us, and then after the first month, six weeks, they've thought, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it takes that long. We need to get this <laughs> out. <laughs> we need to get this out. I made a mistake. Chairman. Return chairman, to sender. Chairman, chairman, I made a mistake. I'm really sorry. Uh, get that out of my football club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few. Good careers all round. There's a bit true. of an introduction to the podcast itself. I think we're well. The three of us are going to be here every two weeks, and we've got a different professional coming in. Uh, we're going to have a chat, get a bit of an insight into into the world of, especially from a fan's perspective, into the world of professional football. Well, we're past and present, I think, aren't we? We're yeah. going to try and try and get a mix of them, mix of them both, and hopefully it'll give people an idea of how. It actually has been a professional yeah. footballer, and mm-hmm. the good, the good, the good and the bad. Because I, I, I can speak for myself, there's been plenty of bad. You, you two played together at what Preston and Doncaster briefly. Briefly, briefly at Doncaster, yeah. Preston for a couple of years, wasn't it? We never really played together. No, we didn't. Uh, like, I, like, I used to get picked, and <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much did. But no, it was on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, but we. Uh, we played together, we lived together. Lived together? We've had some, together. We've had some good that? times. Good, some good times together. It was good. Obviously, you're at York now, Parky. Um, <laughs> Chris, you, what, since? Since you, I left Bury last yeah. year. I haven't been doing much, really. Have you Have you actively been looking at it? For a club? Yeah. Um, no, I think... Have, have you decided? Or? Yeah, I think I knew... Yeah. What, I mean, some people say it's come three years too late, you know, Blackburn fans especially, but <laughs> I think I think you just know, you know, I've, I've been crap, basically, and injuries have taken its toll, and 
think I'm just looking forward to moving forward now. Yeah. And, but I have. I've gotten a bit of a business going. Right, yeah. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a niche. These aftershaves are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know which ones I mean? The Tom, the Tom Fords of this world. The Creed's. So... I just see he's been here five minutes, he's already offered me a bottle. This is, it's a plug, this is a plug Oh, this is a plug, right, is this what we're doing? So, if anybody's interested... I am smelling magnificent. I mean, <laughs> it's knock-off, isn't it? Nah, you, you, it's I'm, not, I'm so imagining you're, you're going to bath full of water and, and rose petals and all, stuck in a bit of herbs no, and spices. I'm not make, it's professional, I'm not making them Put a bit of cumin in. <laughs> it's always nice. A bit of wine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> they use the same fragrances, all the same oils and stuff. I think they just might be missing one or two. <laughs> right, <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's five it's of these like, oils. That's like a full English breakfast. You, <laughs> <have bacon sausage. laughs> you know what I mean? If there's five it's a full oils. English breakfast, but it, it's missing the two main ingredients. So yeah. you, like, you made right back at pub, or are you going to lab going at home? No, it's just it's all online, isn't it? Just send a few emails and. And it's not going very well, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> a few complaints. To be clear, yeah. The, the, I think the three, third, third degree burns on the... That, 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 that woman, that, I, think that, I think that stump business for a while. And for it? once, it's nothing to do with you. No, yeah, it's not my fault. Your playing days, though, Chris, like, you were excelling when you were at a young age. Um, yeah. you, am, am I right in saying you played... At the under 19s, under 20s, at like 15. For England, yeah. Oh, no, for, for, for Sunderland, I did, yeah. yeah. And, um, so you're throwing England in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to get a club now, Paul. You can throw as many. Well, get me at reviews out there <laughs> on your TV. But yeah, I, when I was at Sunderland, played for the, for the 19s, um, and everything was going really well. And then when I, was, when I was 17, I went to see a surgeon, and he said, you finished. He said, you've, you've, done all, you've done both your cruciates and your medial, ruptured them, and I'd be surprised if you play again. So in a way, I think that made was us... was that like as a 17-year-old, you know, when you... Oh, it was, no, it was awful. Um, but the surgeon was... I think part, it's not his job to make me feel better. So he just kind of... It was like a flipping comment. Yeah. You know, you're probably not going to play again. So. Setting you up for the worst. Yeah. Um, thankfully, someone sent us to... A surgeon in America, and I walked into the room, and it was just a massive. And you know, when you compare the two surgeons from Bradford to America, this, this is yeah. world-renowned Richard Stedman. You know, I heard a lot about him. I thought he's going to be typical arrogant American. Ball. Oh, just for us American oh, yeah. viewers, they're not all. They're not all Americans. You know what I mean? But he, he's he was big as well. They're not all big. <laughs> but he was completely opposite. You know, he, he looked us in the eye, shook my hand, and said, "I'll get you back in nine months." And he did. Yeah. And I think from I think from then I just had that. I knew what could have happened basically. And you went on loan. Was it straight away after you come back? Did the first season after? Did yeah. The club sent you out to like. Yeah, Mick McCarthy sent us to Donny. As soon as I went there, I just again like first team football. I just appreciated what it meant to the fans and. Was that a big step from Premier League club to Doncaster first time? As a yeah. What league were they in then? Uh, league two. They'd just been promoted from, from the conference. And I, I remember I signed, I think I signed on the Thursday night, train Friday morning. And I pulled it to the training ground. And a couple of lads were injured, you know, like... What did you pull in? Uh, golf, TDI. Oh, fucking hell, you're doing all right, you? Yeah. What, 18? Yeah. 18, yeah. 
It was nice. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Three credits. We'll have to share that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all right, then. <laughs> and uh, a couple of the lads, I've walked, pulled at the car park, got out, got my wash bag and all that. There was a couple of lads having a fag just behind the, about behind the training ground. I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> there was like a sign. That, that must have been a... A moment, like coming from Sunderland, and then two lads are having a fag out. It afternoon. was, but the more I did it, I loved it. You know, the lads there used to be a car school from Liverpool. Yeah, it's John Doolan and Dave Morley, and they were just Dave Morley. Dave Morley. Yeah. Off, Dave Morley. <laughs> I've got a story about Dave Morley. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just a massive wake-up call, but I loved it. You know, like it was just an insight into professional football, yeah. and they, they look after us. They give us a bollock the one I needed it. Made us into a a man, basically. What was Craig Bellamy like, really? He was... He was actually all right with me, but only after, like, first couple of training sessions. See, uh, I remember when I went to Cardiff, I was injured. So I didn't train for the first week, so I was, I'm, I was sat next to him in dressing room, so he must have been looking at me thinking, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> 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 no, no, yeah, yeah. You must be thinking, we tend to get promotion, we've just fucking signed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get training anyway. I get training and uh, I'm on his team. We're doing some sort of shit. And uh, someone played the ball into him and he played it around the corner. And I, and I laid it off to the midfielder. Uh, I thought I'd done all right. I'd get it to one of my teammates, you know what I mean? He starts shouting at us, fucking give me the ball back. I says, I says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I says, hold on a minute here. I says, hey, up, mate, we just need to get one thing straight here. I says, you're not playing with fucking Carlos Tevez now, mate. I says, he costs 30 million pounds, mate. I cost 100 grand. You're going to you're gonna have to lower your standards a bit here, pal. And ever from that, ever since that, it was good as gold with us. Reality, yeah. yeah. Ever since that, it was just it was good as gold with us. Did he have a chuckle? Oh, yeah, he was like, just yeah. started checking his head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be second day training, I think. Towards the end of his career, then. Yeah, yeah, it were, it were, it was strange actually, because he used to get the, he used to fly a, he used to fly this this guy in from Holland, like a medic type <laughs> guy. My <laughs> see, like, when he when he <laughs> were at Cardiff, he was still on like ninety grand a week right. from from Man City, so he were on loan. So this guy used to come in, he used to look at the month schedule, games, and obviously Championship, you've got games uh, Saturday, Tuesdays. So he used to just, get, he used to write the month down and just. Train, not play, not train. So this guy used to literally plan his month out and Dave Jones just have to deal with that. Wow. Was it that Raymond? Raymond yeah, Raymond, yeah. Behind. Yeah. Oh, Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, oh, yeah. Raymond. Everybody <laughs> knows Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the guy. That was the guy. So he used yeah. to come in and he like just... a nutritionist. No, he was like, because he got bad knees. So he'd like, he'd have like a rehab. No wonder you know <laughs> that. <laughs> He'd have, a, uh, he'd have a rehab, like he'd just go rehab, rehab, off, train, train, play. So he'd set his month out for him. So they'd be like, what they'd do is if we've got a game Saturday, Tuesday, the, the manager would, would, would work out which he thought he needed him most for, for playing somebody with top of league, bottom of the league or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit, I've never seen all that before, but, but he was, so whenever he said he was training, he trained, whenever he said he weren't, he didn't. Yeah. Well, you play with Dion Dublin. Yeah, as a, as a bloke, one of the hardest working lads I've always in the gym, like a, a pint, you know, yeah. a sociable pint. 
during the week. Got the zoo boat every now and again. The jube. The jube. It was just starting it, actually. What's the jube? He's got an instrument out, hasn't he? He's got what? An instrument. Invented an instrument. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's the Andrew Yeah. He's invented an instrument. He invented his own. And it's called the what? The jube. The jube. It can't be going that well because he's fucking walking around two bedroom terrace towers in the isn't he? <laughs> At half ten in the morning. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's a bit of damp there. Yeah. Hey, he's been cancelled, so you know, he's, he's digging due back Would you play the with Huckabee as well? Huckabee, yeah. One of the best I've played with. Yeah. Brilliant. I think he, he was 30 plus as well. But in terms of like self belief, before a game, he'd go around everybody and go, basically give the ball to me. Said, I'll, I'll murder this. Full give of the confidence. ball. Yeah, give the ball to me and I'll win us a game. Were there any players like that, though? <laughs> Full of fucking confidence. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. As someone who I play was overconfident, but he were, he were decent and he, and he were a really good player. He got England cap. Jay Bullfroyd. Yeah. What a. Wowzers. You'd think, you'd think he'd won the Champions League four yeah. times. Like the way that. It, what he thought about himself and the way that he. Walked around the training Swagger. ground and carried his out. Yeah, what a ball bag. Oh my <laughs> god. But, but he were decent. He were decent. But if is that, it, is, with that relationship, though, is, is that, do you have a bit of a. Do you not get. Didn't get on? I just blank him. I just yeah. used to blank him. If, he, if I sat having dinner and, and he came and sat on my table, I'd stand up and I'd go to a different table. That bad? Yeah, it's just, I, just, I just couldn't stomach him. Just because he was annoyed off, did he do something to you? Oh, no, no. Just, just, I, just, I don't like arseholes. Yeah. And he was... Like prison like, warfare. He was, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went in my gang. Yeah. <laughs> but he would just... Get up and give him tray yeah. off. <laughs> his attitude and, and what he's... Uh, what he thought of himself, I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Just too much. I was like, no, nah, you're not for me. But as I said, as a player, a really a good player, and he, he, he got everything. His attitude probably stopped him being better than what he, he were. Yeah. The strangest atmosphere I've seen was when um, Saunders brought loads of. It was a bit of a strange setup because mm. Willie Mackay was kind of affiliated with the club. Um, and there was like an agreement that they'd bring players in, high-profile players, who were come at the end of the contract, so they can then sell them on. So like within a month, we had Juf, Elad Juf, Chimbonda, Pickyon, uh, Alunga from West Ham, um, a couple of young lads from from Blackburn and that. And uh, honestly, there was nearly there was nearly fights in the changing room after every game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Juf in the middle of it all. Him and um, Habib, remember Habib Bay? I remember after a game, what, this is when I knew it just got out of hand. We got beat at home, and um, and Jufi's piping up, and Saunders hasn't said a word, like, just let him get on with it. And then Johnny Osters kind of said something like, I know what lads, we need to. And Saunders just looked at him and went, Have you won anything to, to John Oster? And he went, mm, A couple of caps, that's about it, or whatever. Well, I tell you what, if you haven't won anything, you haven't got an opinion. <laughs> he's he's played in World Cups, but like point the Jufi, turn yeah. into loving. He's played in World Cups. <laughs> like he needed massage, you know. Yeah. It? I know it was unbelievable. But the, and then I think it might have even been that following Monday, the gaffers uh, called a meeting, and um, you know everyone gets in and they, they, play, they replay the game, like show highlights of what went wrong or whatever. 
So get in for quarter past nine, meeting gets called for eleven o'clock, quarter past eleven. So the lads are having breakfast and then start pulling up chairs. Saunders at the front with his pool cue, just like pointing at certain things. <laughs> gets halfway through it and he's uh, I think the ball had been played out with a full back and Jufi hadn't bothered his arse to go and close down. And we say, Jufi, this is what I need from you, I need you to almost bend your run to like give him a bit of a like a team talk, even though he shouldn't need it. But do you know what I mean, Jufi? Everything was just quiet. He wasn't even in. <laughs> <laughs> he went, What fucking chance have I got? Let's go and train. Go and train. <laughs> just didn't he have to He wasn't in the meeting, no, he didn't turn up. And we're waiting outside, everyone's freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. Jufi comes around the corner with his cap on, just like, like not giving it. But he was like, we didn't really see eye to eye with Saunders, but he was one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like, his stories, and I remember when, the, the day that you signed. Now, the week, it, it, I, signed on the, I signed on the Wednesday. I've got plenty of managers sat right, but I've never got any sat this quick. <laughs> I sat on the Wednesday, and Sean O'Driscoll got sacked on the Thursday. I'd not even trained. <laughs> I'd not even trained with him, and he got bottom. <laughs> right. So I, as I say, I sat on the Wednesday, and he must have come in the start of the next week. And we gets to gets to Friday. I don't know if we were young or old. Yeah, it was. At the game at the end, it's right. There's <clears> prizes. It's for the best player and the best goal. So I'm like, right, okay. Uh, well, the training were crap, wasn't it? We won nil and I'd, and I'd scored. Yeah, right? not 15 aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 1 0. So I'm thinking, oh, I must have won best goal because there's only been one. So get coming after, that's a bit like a, like a, uh, like a ceremony, isn't it? Yeah. He says, right, uh, I've got some golf clubs for best goal. So Parker would like to come up, golf clubs. And in fact, you might as well take this telly as well because if. <laughs> If you've scored a goal, you're obviously going to be the best player, aren't you? <laughs> so, so I walked out with some golf clubs and they tell him, right? And then he went, next week, be better next week, right? So we're like, right, okay. <clears throat> so we've come up from training. Can you remember when Malco walked it around, I think? No, Mickey Walker. Oh, really? He's, he's about four foot yeah. eleven, assistant manager. It's about 70, is he? Yeah. 70. He's walked around with a fucking racehorse. <laughs> no, he, he, was no. sat, he was sat on it. <laughs> <laughs> He had, the, he had the silks on and everything. <laughs> he had the full silks on. He was just... <laughs> he's walked around on a racehorse. <laughs> he had shares in the racehorse. Like. So he went, right, whoever's best player this week gets this. What shares in it? Well, right. he just went, the, he just went get, get gets the off. I think he sold it that it was, he owned it. <laughs> so he had like 2% share in it. Come out, come out from training and there's fucking there's a racehorse there and fucking old Mickey's sat on it like left to pick it, weren't he? <laughs> Nobody he ever, it. I don't know if anyone ever got it. Yeah. Gave, no, he did, he gave it his assistant. Because his assistant used to join in and yeah. he'd give it to Brian Curry. Oh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, we, we, and I think we lumped on it in a few weeks and it was terrible. <laughs> Shy. Yeah, well, he, used, he used to do um, match reports, so like them young violes that he was talking about, he'd get the analyst to just like hand him a sheet of paper. So say we we travel away on the bus, we'd just hear a tap on the mic, and then everyone would like just burst out laughing because they knew what was coming. He says, right, I've got uh, the match report. It's not my words, it's from Steve Hossack, who was like Donny Press or something. Chris Brown... Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they must have had a good training yeah. station. <laughs> James Coppinger, 
lost. Four. Tommy Spur, headless chicken. Three. Saunders, nine. <laughs> <laughs> on a different planet. <laughs> the lads be on the deck. Like. <laughs> to be fair, it was a big fun in his own work. Oh, like, it it? But it was quite funny with it. It's just the accent, the Welsh accent. You'd have had Rod Keane at Sunderland. Is he not? Was he intense? Yeah. That's from an outside perspective. He can be. He can be cutting with what he says, but he's not as he's not as intense as what people think. You know, at the the right time, like you know, when when it came to you know, he'd sit, he'd he'd let his assistant take training, um, and he'd just sit on a ball, like we had these windbreaker things, sit on the hill basically, sit on a ball watching, and if it was crap. You just see him out the corner of the eye walking down, and you think, "Shit, lads, just run yeah. about a bit." Or <laughs> at least, at least, let's try. Yeah, and he'd get everyone together and say, "That's shite." You know, he just had massively high standards. Yeah. Um, we, I, I always got the impression that he couldn't accept that the players weren't as good as him. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he's he understands that now or whatever, but at the time, because his expectations too high. Of, of saying, saying that that season I left in the January they ended up getting promoted mm-hmm. so it obviously worked for him because he, he obviously signed these players Dwight York and Dave Connolly Graham Kavanagh who were good championship players so it wasn't Roy Keane when you left Sunderland no it was um, Keane took over in September and I was in the team when he first came I scored his first goal yeah Make sure you get that in. <laughs> to, the, to the edit. Roy Keane's first goals. First goal is in management. Right, yeah. Um, Who scored that? Me, yeah. yeah. Derby away. Fucking yeah. okay, hell. <laughs> you, you look in shock, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The well, last goal you scored for him, though. <laughs> first and last. <laughs> I was in the team. I, I got on well with him, you know. He was always, he knew me straight, like Parky was saying before, he knew I wasn't a natural born goal scorer, but I could bring something to the team. And I came up to the January transfer window, and um, I think early December, I got suspended by the club for a controversy that I was involved in. Um, but the reason I left Sunderland was because I wasn't good enough. Roy Keane wanted to take the club to another level. Um, and I wasn't part of that, which I was comfortable with. You know, he was honest with from, from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people say, "No, oh, you, you fucked up. You, you got involved with whatever." But that, that's not the case. So you got involved. You, yeah. So, so you involved with a video that yeah, there was a video that, that happened a year before, which, you know, I was a young lad, um, very embarrassed about it, having to ring my family friends and whatever um, but moving forward it, it, that wasn't the reason I left it was it was just a case I wasn't good enough and um, he was fine with us even right the way through it in fact you know the, the, the day that he told us it, it happened he pulled us in the office and he said there's going to be a story coming out tomorrow and because at the t- obviously it was because it was a year ago we didn't know what he was on about how old are you at this time I was 18, nearly 19. Um, when the video took place, I was yeah. eight, but then a year later, I was 19, whatever. And he had me back throughout. Like, 
it happened, he pulled us in on the Tuesday um, and said that it was going to come out, a big article or whatever, in the sun. Somebody sold the story. Um, it got to the Friday and I was in the team for the game on the Saturday. He, you know, he, he didn't, he could have hung us out to dry, yeah. let's be honest. And you'd think from an outside looking in that that's what he'd probably do, but he didn't. He did the opposite. And I was, because at Sunderland we used to have to stay in the Rams, in the Ramside Hotel um, before home games. And I was just about to set off and he rang us up. He said, Brownie, it's the gaffer. Um, listen, you were meant to be in the team tomorrow. Um, but the board have stepped in and said that, you know, they want to suspend you, you've brought the club into disrepute, blah, 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 which I'm not happy about. He said, I'll do everything I can to get this over with quickly. He said, don't, don't worry. He said, I, I know the situation. I know, I've got your back completely fine. So anyway, two weeks. So you know, when, you know when that happened, did you, did you get a, a newfound respect for him? Yeah. From Roy Keane, the player, who's done, won everything. And the perception of Roy Keane as being this disciplinarian, stone-faced... No nonsense. No nonsense. Right, this is how it is. Yeah. If you step out of this, you're fucked. You're fucked, yeah. The thing was that everybody was kicking us. The media wanted us sacked. The fans were on my back. And the one person that I was bothered about was was fighting me corner, and that, and that was the manager. You know, I, I was getting dogs of you, people wanted us out the club, saying it was a disgrace, this and that. But the first day that I came back in, I'm walking down the corridor, and he's, typically, he's, he's the first person I saw, Roy Keane, walking down. And he just looked us in the eye and says... Were you shitting yourself when you, when that, that initial, when you see him walking down the corridor, I, I, and you're not knowing what you're gonna get? I was, but, but by this point, yeah. 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 So I knew that, He's the one person. I was, I, in a way, I was kind of looking forward to, to speaking to him, right? Because I'd had that much shit from from the, the local press, this and that, and he, he just walked past us. He had that little smirk on his face, as if to say, you, you know, you, you you fucked up, but are you all right? Yeah. He says he shook me hand, looked in the eye, and he went, "Everything all right?" I says, "Yeah, yeah sound." And that was it. I, came, I played the next couple of games as substitute. How were the fans were you? I remember the first game back, I think we played Palace at home and I was on the bench and I've gone for a, a warm-up and the, the, the usual the songs and... Uh, but I don't, the, the thing is, <clears throat> it, it, you've not actually... You've not actually done anything wrong as such, if you know what I mean. No. No. Morally, some people... Morally, morally, maybe not, but you've not actually... You've not broken any rules, you've not... Brought the cl- you've not done anything to affect your team, the, the club. No, it's just one of them. I was, I was just. It's more embarrassment. I was. <laughs> it's but, humiliating but, ringing your family. Oh yeah, you know, yeah I, I, I understand that. And people, people see it as you've got this opportunity and you've thrown it away. It wasn't that at all. I never took it for granted what I had. But I was, I was 18 year old, and I felt let down by Niall Quinn at the time because yeah, I get that the. the the club's got this position and the, the stand for whatever, but I just felt like the, the hunger's out of dry a little bit. And there was, there was only two of us at the club at the time. And it, another thing is, it affects relationships they had with the lads who were involved as well. You know, I was really close with them. And do you, do you feel a bit of standoff 
with with one or two of them, yeah, yeah. There's lots to then the fair. Every whatever the video, whatever happened on the video, everything was consensual. So, in a in a way, you've not actually done anything wrong. No, there's nothing that's not been going on in yeah. in bedrooms and hotels all around the world right at this minute but because you're a footballer because you're in the public eye it's deemed that you have to live a whiter than white lifestyle and is that difficult to, to well, take a, i'm gonna be honest with you I've, I, I, didn't, I didn't get into football to be a role model yeah i got into football because i wanted to because you football. want to play football yeah everybody else puts you on a pedestal as being a role model yeah. i don't i don't feel i don't feel responsible for for being a role model i if if someone saw me in Magaluf on a on a three day trip with my pals, they'd think, "What the fuck is that?" But I, I'm just being a, I'm just being me. I'm just being a I'm just being a whatever it is. I'm just being a not just a normal lad, twenty five year old yeah. lad, thirty year old bloke. I'm just in, I'm just having three days where I'm just going to enjoy myself. And I get the all the all role model, but nobody goes into football wanting to be a role model. We go into football to play football and be as as good as we can at that. Everybody else puts you on that pedestal. Yeah. Same as uh, actors, singers. What what footballers have done throughout the years compared to how singers have been and and what they have done in their lives is totally like not even not even anywhere close. Yeah. Really. How do fans see it? You know. It, the fancy is these are, these are, should be role models. They should be, live, like you say, whiter you know, than white. I think. I, th- I mean, I don't think it is the fans. No. Yeah, you are going to get an element of the fans. The problem is the media, and the way that it deems that society should live their lifestyle, and that affects. Yeah, no, there's no shadow of a doubt that it's... certain elements of the fans are going to take elements of what's being projected in the media, and chuck that in your face. Of course, they're going to do, but. I don't think that the judgment comes from the fans. I think the judgment comes from the media, which is then filtered through. Well, you, you fans are obviously reading whatever they're saying. You know where fans right. are obviously going to. Oh, you, they're good, of course they're they going to get on it, but they get on it, they get on anything yeah. with that. But it, it's not. It's hard to explain because you want to. You want to be as a, as a, seen as a footballer, as well, in fact, no, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit. I don't want to be seen as a, a whiter than white footballer because I've like when I when I, I've been going out in Barnsley now for fucking for seventeen eighteen years, right? So when people see me in Barnsley now, they're not and throughout my career at any level from League Two to Championship, I went out when I was in Championship, so they're like sort of used to seeing me out, so they know that that's how I yep. live my life. So if I'm if I scored on a Saturday, and I went out, or if I did score on a Saturday, it's no different to them. But if you saw, I don't know, if you saw Rooney out on a night out, everyone would be just there constantly yeah, looking and, and, and thinking. And then, but Rooney might only be doing exactly the same that I'm doing. Jaeger bombs getting twatted, yeah. right? But because it's Wayne Rooney, that's not allowed. Mm. Why should Wayne Rooney not be allowed to do that? It's a 27, 28-year-old yep. bloke yep. who, just so happens, plays football. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To an incredible level. But why does he have to be a role model? Change your ears. Why, yeah, why can he not just be... A, a, a fucking raggy lad from Liverpool yeah. which is where he's come from which is yeah. who he is why can he not be that I think a lot of the fans understand and accept him for that it's what you said before about the media mm. the, it's the media that put him on the front page of the paper and say he's in hotels get, posing for pictures at yeah. Fortnum the fans are they really that bothered as no. long as he's doing can the I job do, can I do a minute you're, get, you're, you're getting married and you're just fucking doing your first dance and look over your shoulder and where is at your reception Obviously, when he went away to England, he got... Mm-hmm. He yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. for the... Uh, Wayne Rooney... How many people can say Wayne Rooney were at my fucking yeah, wedding reception? The thing is, he cannot win as well. Because and he got it, twatted, fair enough. Yeah. But if he didn't pose for pictures and he, he says, oh, and walk... He'd and then he's an arsehole. Yeah. He'd have gotten slotted for that. Yeah. And he's an arrogant, arrogant, arrogant arsehole. arsehole. And I, I'd like to think that a lot of football fans can <laughs> accept that that's what he's like. He likes a pint, yeah. yeah. He works his bollocks off on and off the pitch... You know, family man. Ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not pull that one in. That could be under the cost fucking bus. Under the fucking hammer. <laughs> Damn God. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go after Sunderland? Norwich. Norwich, aye. Did you ever meet Delia? Was she uh, an ever presence? Did she ever come in with like, a tray of buns or out into No, I never met her, but she did. She what? killed us off from a move. So when I'd only been there six, seven months and the managers changed, so Glenn Roder came in. Peter Grant signed us. Yeah. And then Glenn Roder came in. And he didn't fancy us. I don't, I don't, I don't particularly fancy her either. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. um, a big note. <laughs> and we played Wolves, and I wasn't, I wasn't involved in it. McCarthy was a manager. And I'd spoke to him just before the game in the corridor. And he said, what, what's happening? I said, I don't think, well, I'm obviously not playing. So I think they'll let us go. So we kind of left the conversation. He went, right, I'll speak to you soon, as if to say... You yeah. Know. Hello. Yeah. And then I got came to January, and there was I'd, I'd spoke to my agent at the time, and he said, "Oh, you know, Mick wants to sign you again for for Wolves." But what killed us? I think I don't know if it was Jez Moxie or somebody from from Wolves was good mates with Delia Smith, and she kind of killed us off by saying, "Well, he, he's not going to get an hour team, so he's definitely not going to get in you." Because so, Wolves, Wolves. Were up so there. Delia Smith messed up a move to Wolves for you. Uh, yeah. Basically. I'd have been on the door, let's be having you. Yeah. <laughs> let's be fucking having you. I'd have been throwing a fucking meringue at her. <laughs> so yeah, I've never been a fan so, of So but she never... Did, what does she know about football? 
She just looked at the she looked at the team sheets and went, "Oh, that's Brown. He's crap." <laughs> Brown's not playing in this. She knows her players though. Funnily enough. And, uh, so did you, she were never about at the club. I, I never. I always imagine like some fresh buns coming out. You'd have been you'd have been knackered in orange. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. she, uh, no, we never saw some it. fresh bread. And I just <laughs> always uh, imagine this aroma of, of fresh bread at the training ground as as Delia's whipping out another batch. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, no. No. Yeah, never. She kept herself to herself. What I liked here is, though, that uh, Norwich, you played 18 games, one goal. <laughs> no wonder Delia said he was shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some fucking... She knows. Uh, she doesn't know the soggy bottom, that. She doesn't know. It's got some substance. She doesn't know from there. She knows the footballers. She knows. But then you went to Preston. 400 grand. That's a 25... Grand prop, seventy-five grand profit after playing eighteen games and only scoring one goal. So I it's mean, all potential. Didn't who, who did you know at Preston? She's a, she's a good business woman. She's a good business woman, dearly. Wolves only up in two hundred grand. Paul Preston's pants down. <laughs> did, did you room? Did you room together? We had a couple of incidents. Yeah. He's a big sleepwalker. <laughs> no, well, at the clubs nobody would share with us. Just refused because. When you sign for a club, obviously one of the club secretaries will come round and say, who do you want to share with this and that? So I had to pull them to one side and go, I'm not sure if it's a good idea. I've got a history of um, getting up in the middle of the night and blah, blah, blah. I remember being at Charlton away at Preston and woke up at three in the morning. Just thought somebody was in my room. So I sprinted towards the door with my duvet in my hoggers and just started taking off down the corridor. And uh, the only reason... Well, why did you take your duvet? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I ask myself that every day. And the only reason I woke up right was um, a Hindu had been coming in from a night out and they've just come through the door and looked at us. And I'm stood there in the Calvins. So I've just kind of like turned around with the right, duvet under my arm. Do, do <laughs> and walked back. did it once no. for an hour in. did it once for an hour in. Is uh, I'm obviously well, I don't know what time it were, so he's, we're lying in the beds or whatever. And then anyway, and he stood up and he's like, "Get out of my fucking room!" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know what to do. Do, do I wake him up? Do I, leave him? <laughs> do I get out? Do I get yeah, out? Do I, I get me <laughs> walk out? Or what? <laughs> like a trend, yeah. 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 Am I running to leave here? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like he just went, Bro. just got in bed as in know what happened. Trying to bite those fingers then when you said the, the hem party. Can okay, that time when we were taking that photo in that hotel in Barnsley? We're playing Barnsley away. And uh, I think it was Boxing Day, wasn't it? It was summer or New Year's. It was summer around Christmas. Anyway, there's a wedding on. Anyway, I, I knew one of the bridesmaids or whatever. So she says, Oh, would you go take a photo of us? They're like, Yeah, no bother. <laughs> so they're like, There's eight or nine birds lined up, isn't there? Like, bride in the middle. You know what I mean? I'm trying to set the scene, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you two swap places. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just stood there like that. I've got the camera and Sedgy's come behind me and I don't wear pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ever. So, <laughs> <now, laughs> so Sedgy's come behind me and he's just gone boom. <laughs> so I'm sat in this hotel, like we're stood in this hotel like lobby. There's the birds, the wedding party's there and I'm just stood there like that. With, just with, with one wood hanging out. <laughs> so I thought, 
there's no I'm, there's no point like trying to pull them up and that I'm taking a few photos <laughs> oh you're a beautiful girl yeah, pull yeah. them up beautiful. Yeah, there you go have a nice day oh my god oh my god but the, the best one at Preston were when we got Sedgy with the uh when we changed the number on his phone, transfer deadline day. <laughs> <laughs> so, transfer deadline day. I said he'd been in and out of team, I think. So, we've, we've, got, we've got in his phone. So, we've changed my number to his, his agent, well, Brian O'Neill, I think we call him. So, he put him in as Bon. So, we've changed my number to Bon. <laughs> Rung it like seven or eight times. Message, said he, ring me as quick as possible. <laughs> So we've got that going from training. He come in, he's like that. First thing he does, checks his phone and like. So he gets up, looks like I'm off, lads. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's gone into the car park, obviously phoned up. My phone's ringing. I have bonnet sedge. Says, get your fucking ass back in here. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming like red face. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, lad. It looks like I'm off. <laughs> As he walked out. Did, did he get a move? No. no. <laughs> but as time went on, it got to the point where after a game, uh, sorry, before a game on a Friday in the hotel, we'd, because um, I'm a bit one trick pony with my accents, so I'm going to do a Scouse accent. <laughs> Go on, then. No. You say it up now. So. One of the lads has given us uh, Ron Atkinson's number, <laughs> and I was, I was, we were all thinking of like scousers who were managers. So we're going through. I can't remember who, who they were. There was uh, MK Don's manager at Robinson, and um, we end up with Les Parry from Tranmere Rovers. <laughs> the old physio. He was a physio, but it, it just kind of suited the role well. <laughs> well, I got into character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a so, method uh, man. I'm a method man. So <laughs> one of the lads has given us. Uh, Ron Atkinson's number, and obviously right, all the lads are like half cringing a little bit, wincing. So, oh, can I speak to Ron, please? Speaking. Les Parry, some of overs. I just went dead for like two or three seconds, and I was just about to press the red button thing we'd been rumbled. Yeah. Les, how are you? Hiya, Les, how are you? The lads have hit the deck, like, <laughs> laughing. The lads are hiding behind the curtains, just gone. So anyway, I, I tried to get him in. Well, I did get him in as a like a half director of football, half ambassador for the for Trammy. For Trammy. <laughs> was, I think, shoes halfway up the M6. <laughs> so uh, I'm basically. Uh, I mean, I started running out of material. I was going <laughs> to talk about money and stuff. I thought yeah, I'm yeah. going to shit myself. <laughs> just a quick one, man. Is your tan real? And I just hung up. <laughs> but it was oh. every other week, wasn't it? Peter Taylor was a good one. Uh, got Peter Taylor, obviously, he's getting the old. Uh, hi, Peter. Let's panic. Tram you over. <laughs> hey, Les. He went, I'm after the hairdresser. <laughs> Peter Taylor's like, right, right. They, they, just, they must have had somebody who was semi pro and they were an hairdresser. Uh, and he'd gone full time. Were you at Bradford? I want the hairdresser. He's like, and obviously in his scouse accent, he's like, right, right, uh, I want to swap, I'll swap, I'll swap. So you had a look at some player for Tramia. I'll give you, I don't know, I'll give you Smith. <laughs> I'll give you Smith for the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
uh, is this really the Les Barry? Like, yeah, yeah, you do. I want, I want the hairdresser. He's like, uh, he went, it's not Les Barry, is it? He went, of course it is. <laughs> Big crumble. Are you going to give me, are you going to give me the hairdresser? For Smith. And he's like, he's like, hmm. Paul has parry. When um, Darren Ferguson came to Preston, um, we used to train at Carrington when it was snowing. And we walked in one morning, and there was the Les Parry. We've been out there, sir. We've got so many deals up for him. I got in the sack. But I couldn't look him in the eye. I felt like I knew him. You felt like he was Les Parry. He invested so much into the character. Barnsley's a lad. Yeah, I started at Barnsley, I'm a Barnsley fan. For a player, does that make, you know, like say when Preston come in, if Barnsley had come in with maybe less money, would that have been an influencing factor? Or no? Uh, maybe, but I, see, I had a chance to go back to Barnsley when yeah. I were at Preston. Ah, right, Yeah, uh, and, and I've got everything agreed, I've got everything signed off, and I think Barnsley offered 300 grand and Preston said they wanted 500. So, for, for no fault of my own, like, yeah. it didn't happen. I ended up going to Cardiff in the January for 100 grand. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I got it all, and that, that's probably the biggest regret of my career, not going back. My shit, I, I, nearly, I, nearly, I nearly fucked that up myself, actually. Because <laughs> I'm in negotiations and that with, the, with Barnsley and whatever, and I had a big fallout with my missus, ex-wife at the time. So I, I thought, fuck it, I'm going out. One Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, I thought, fuck it, I'm going out. So I went out on the Sunday, I went into my local, I checked into an hotel, it was a fucking big barn, it like. <laughs> so I, I checked into an hotel in the village, so it's, I'm out, I'm out all day, I'm out from, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You're up? No, with. with <laughs> I'm going to say, it's burning your socks here. It weren't that big an argument. So I've. Uh, as I say, I'm, I'm at, so the club, it's only a working men's club, it shuts at 11, half 11, so I thought, I went ready for home, I thought, fuck it. But somewhere, somewhere throughout the night, I'd lost my shirt, right, so I'd just got my pair of jeans on, <laughs> right? So the hotel's maybe, the hotel, the hotel's maybe, I don't know, 400 yards from the, the club, so I've walked in, anyway, there's a couple of foreign guys outside the hotel smoking. So I've gone in, I've gone upstairs, got a shirt, got a, went into town. So I've got a phone call on Monday morning from my agent. What the fuck are you doing yesterday? He says, what do you mean yesterday? We're walking into an hotel with no top on. I says, how do you, how do you know about that? Yeah. Apparently they were trying to sign someone else. And there's an eight, the, the guys who were sat outside smoking, they were like two agents. So they phoned Mark Robbins and said, John Parkin walked here last night, <laughs> half 11, no fucking shirt on. Right? Got back walk, again. walk back down at 20 to 12, clobber on, on his way out. <laughs> So I had to like, I just had to explain it all to him, and he's like, right, I'll, I'll just tell, I'll just tell this story, yeah. uh, and then, but it's, it's, he ended up still wanting to sign us anyway, but it, it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> what were uh, Forest Green like? Because, I mean, reading into the the ethos of the club, and you know, the the owner there, and I, I mean, did they have the the red meat ban in for players? Only at the club. Only at the club. Well, they were a bit all right, so you yeah. go over and have a kebab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never, yeah, I never did that much. But yeah, you, it was just at the club. Yeah. You, you could like, 
we had to. I think we, we away games we were allowed chicken. I think, but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, go, go nuts at away games. <laughs> have some, chicken. have some boiled chicken. <laughs> uh, but no, the the clubs, the club were brilliant. Yeah. The club were absolutely brilliant. The chairman, good as gold. Uh, that's that's just that's just how he is. But yeah, it was strange because when when I signed uh, the the manager, I knew the manager from from Stoke, and he, he says. Uh, he says, there's a hostel, you know. And we're like, right. He says, what, what do you mean there's a hostel? He says, the chairman's got a building in Stroud. Four floors, uh, room second floor, room third floor, top floors like open, dining room, kitchen. Uh, you can stop in there. So I'm like thinking, fuck it, I'm, I'm 33. I don't want to be <laughs> fucking sharing with kids and blah, blah, blah. And they called it the hostel. It's, mm. it, it, I weren't expecting it to be great. Like. <laughs> uh, so I stopped in the hotel for a week and I was bored stiff. Finished training in the hotel on my own. Absolutely bored stiff. I thought, I'll go have a look. So I went, had a look, and I was still a bit dubious. And I thought, fuck it, I'll move in for a couple of nights. Never left. Till I left, mate, it was brilliant. Yeah. Best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I was 33 years old. What kind of hostel? I was 33. Mate, honestly, I was 33 year old student. It was fucking yeah. absolutely brilliant. I used to get home from training, go into Stroud, get some dinner, home, afternoon kit, up, cook us tea, watch football, whatever we used to do. I used to pay, you said one of the young lads, used to give him 25 quid a month to make cups of tea. <laughs> so it, like, we'd be on the top floor, he'd be on the bottom floor. Funny, Whitey. You know, it's a cup of tea. Yeah, no bother. <laughs> We'd have to walk all the way up these fucking stuff. Lights us down. Come back as a cup of tea. <laughs> no, it was, it was brilliant. All right, it, it, we, we had some good lads there as well. So, what's the chair, does the chairman get? I, read, I think I read something about the kick man and that. To be fair, I'll tell you, it's one for getting second chances. Ah, uh, that was it. And uh, I met the chairman. He was actually Welsh, uh, the kick man. Uh, so, he uh, latched onto me straight away. And they were good as gold. So, they said. Uh, one of the lads went, have you, have you heard about him? <laughs> like, what? So he's not long been out of prison. Why? What, what, he went, he's on 20 years for murder. <laughs> no oh, way. God. I swear to God. I swear to God. So I'm like, obviously, I'd, I'd, start, I'd, start, I'd start getting on all right, man. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, but no, to be fair, it, it's good. I still speak to him now. He was, yeah. He's good as gold. But like, you'd, you'd go to that down to the ground, which were rarely through the week unless there's a game and there'd be just loads of fellas running about with, with the yellow eye visors on I was like who's these so they're on they're on day release from uh, from prison they're like oh, it's good that though they're like yeah, they're like coming and clearing the ground up and doing odd jobs around the ground and stuff like that because there is that just that old ethos around the club that seems to be different than everywhere else it is it's, it's, it, it is totally different I mean even the fans are different the fans are like the, the, the a lot of them are old now, nah, bless them. But <laughs> they are. Oh, lovely clothes. Yeah, bless them. <laughs> oh, but that's what I like. That's what I like. Like, there's, uh, I don't know, there's 1,800 <laughs> fans. <laughs> it's been a cold winter. <laughs> there's 1,800 fans and there's. Uh, Bad winter. There's 74 from Wrexham and they stand up and clap them. Well, well, well done. Well done. The 74 fans from Wrexham. It is. It re- honestly, it really is. But as a club, the chairman's brilliant, and he, I, the money that he's put in and everything that is new stadium and everything, it's just need to stay up this year. Yeah, yeah. Are they struggling, like? Yeah, I think there's second, second bottom. 
Because he was a full-on hippie, weren't he? Like, commune. He wore a... Uh, well, they were... I think he wore all on, in all intentions, a tramp. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, he used to live in a caravan and he, 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 he just thought to say one day, I, I need to power this caravan. So he thought, I'll, I'll do a wind turbine. So he made a turbine for the top of the caravan, powered the caravan and thought, well, I can do this on a bigger scale. <laughs> you have, you've got that, you've got that cult, cult hero kind of following, haven't you? Quite admit it. I can see you, I can see your eyes, you're, like, you're being uh, <laughs> modest, you know, modest. modest, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think that's, that comes from the fact that I've always been pretty much well received by every fact, even, even at Cardiff, who I didn't really play, I think I'd like to think that the fans have still, still got a bit of a, not affiliation, but I think the, the, I'd like to think the fans knew what I were about and knew that every time I played, I... I, yeah, but I think that's why you get a cult hero status. I mean, you don't have the appearance of your stereotypical athlete, should we say. It's fucking hell. Why is it? Shots fired. <laughs> hey, I'm not, right. I'm not hey, wrong, I'm not wrong, Fucking first show in. <laughs> first show in! The thing is, he's talking sense as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, not wrong, I'm, I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong. He don't know, he's not you saying bolt in Fucking dietitian. But yet no. you still do a job, and that's what gives you the, the cult hero. That's, that's how I see it, anyway, from the well, outside. Well, so you're telling us that, like, big, airy, overweight men can sort of... <laughs> well, no, you, you, you don't look like... You should, I'll be honest, you don't look like you should be doing a job. But you... Or maybe a labourer or a wrestler. But you... Well, <laughs> <laughs> As athletes go, I, I, I dart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, though, they must walk a bit of distance. I don't know, yeah. they, must, they must walk farther than we think. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like, but you've, yeah, you've done a you job mean. all your career. I know what you mean. Um, but there are them certain players that, that you know, like your Akin Fenwich, your, your, even your Peter Crouch, and that, you know, don't have the, the, don't have the appearance of the most athletic, but yet they... Technically very and, good. And then and, and those two names there, again, cult heroes straight away. Yeah. It's all about doing a job at Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. I think as well, people think just because you're six foot four or five that you're going to be good in the air, dominating, but you're actually better with your feet. Yeah, I'm I crap think. at him. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crap with my feet. You're ready to still better yeah. than your feet. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? He's got this perception that he's, you know, aggressive, this and that, but he'd ra- I bet you'd rather have the ball to your feet. Yeah, 100%. Or dropped in from, from a defender, dropping the ball yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think the fans knew what I were about and knew that every time I played, I... I, I, yeah, but I think that's why you get a cult, cult hero status, because they understand that. It's just because you stand out in a crowd that you become... You get that cult status rather than just you, any other striker that's been through the club over X amount of years. Yeah, probably maybe my size helps, but uh, as I said, I think basically it, it all comes down to the fact that if I've got a, a, a cult status, it must mean that I've done something right. Done something right at the football club. <clears> There's <throat> football clubs where I've scored more goals for than others, but at the end of the day, as a football fan, I, I, I'm tipping that if you've got someone who's, who's busting their balls every Saturday, You'd take, you'd take that of a, someone who's probably technically or a better player but, but don't bust his balls every Saturday. I think that's the, 
that's probably the top and bottom of it, really, with that. To be fair, they're static caravans that are more mobile, isn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be right about yeah. it. But, yeah, for some reason, I could, I could finish. And you're still doing York City now at the minute? So yeah, How still. How many goals? I have 25 this year. Because the fans at York are brilliant. I mean, we... We, we get 3,000 3, and even away games. The following at away games is brilliant. And they've not, to be fair, they've not had a lot to shout about for, well, two and a half years now. Even this season, we should should be doing better than what we're doing. But they still turn out in the numbers every every week. And uh, you appreciate the fact that football's expensive and travelling to away games, it's it's a it's a big commitment. So you, you want to just do the best you can for them. And I feel that we should, last year, we should have stayed up last year. Uh so I feel as not not I didn't owe it to him because when I went in I, I scored sixteen goals in twenty five games so I could have said right I've done I've done my job in a selfish sort of way but I, I still wanted to to try and feel home back up. Yeah yeah I think there's I'll, I'll probably retire you know. yeah yeah I'll probably retire like the city not goals to us. <coughs> Uh, no, I've not been up close to it, to be honest. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I don't I don't really get out and about in the city too much. I, I, as I say, I live an hour away, so I, I go home. But and it's not a massive football city yeah. as such because of our the tour, our cosmopolitan, the tourists and everything. It's not a massive football city, but the the fans who are, who, who come are they are York City. Yeah, that is. They are, that is their life. I mean, what happened at Cardiff with with Malky? Yeah. Because uh, we, we we had a look through. There was, there was a, a a quote there that he was deeply unimpressed with you. He he just came <laughs> in and just absolutely hated us. Yeah. From from minute one, I think. Uh, obviously, Dave Jones has signed us, and then uh, he came in in the summer. And he was very, he was like an army sergeant, very regimental. You had to, this is like, you had to be this, 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 and and I was like, I weren't that, 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 and that. Yeah, and yeah. Probably, I've never really been able to keep your mouth shut. Uh, and if if I think there's something that's not right, I'll set. So we done we done pre season and everything going all right. Gets to the first game away at West Ham, and. Uh, I went. I went on the bench, sorry, and then he, he fetched a kid in who had just signed on, fetched a kid on, and obviously I'm thinking, well, like, if it fetches us someone, I could be playing here. So gets to the Tuesday, we beat West Ham one and the other way. Gets to the Tuesday night, and we've got a game, and uh, I went even in the squad. So I well, like, I think I tweeted, I tweeted, uh, got home after the game, tweeted. Uh, does anybody need a gardener? Because I'm looking for work. <laughs> right? So, obviously, like, got quite a few replies and blah, blah, blah. A few jobs out of it. Yeah, yeah. You've got strimmer out of it. Rocket car for nothing. I knew that strimmer coming back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, by Thursday, Friday, we're in the paper then. It ended up making the sun, I think, this tweet. Yeah. And he, he pulled me in and he just threw the paper down and he says, what the fuck is that? And I was just like, well, it, it is what it is. And then from then, that was, that was just it. He just hated us. Cards marked. Yeah. Just hated us. It got to the point where 
I was training with the kids. Like, I went out on loan, Donny, Bucksfield. Yeah. Just wanted to get out. Just wanted to get out. Uh, and I mean, we were effects his own staffing, and I were talking to uh, in the warm up. You know, like, you all stand around and have a stretch, and that the fitness coach stands in the middle. So me and Kenny Miller are talking like that. They're fucking snakes. All these staff are fucking <laughs> snakes. A lot of them. Right. So I went on loan. Came back from from Donny. Kenny pulls as he says. He never guess what happened when you left. Malky Mackay pulled us in. He went. What's this about you and uh, Parker saying that all my staff are snakes? He went. Love me to the fucking heart, aren't they? Because your fitness coach just told you what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about? I won't. fucking snakes, aren't Yeah, he just hated us, not it? But he got to the point where he, he, the way he was treating us, like making us train with kids and yeah. and like getting us in a daft times. And I mean, then it, we, I played in the first, in the first two legs, two rounds of the Carling Cup. When they get to the final, and I were on loan at Scunny, and uh, I never, never even got invited to it. I just had to make my own way down and sit with my pals. The club never invited me to it. I never, uh, just never got a medal. Yeah. yeah. We, we ended up finishing runners up like, but I never got a medal, and he just hated us. That's it, we're at time. So you enjoyed it, gentlemen? Very much so. Yeah. 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 This is the view. Yeah. Been alright. Has it been uh, insightful? Good word. Mm. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, get us the reviews on iTunes because we'll get us up the charts already. And uh, we'll be back next time with, with um, Andy Griffin. Andy Griffin, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. He We've is. got he's, uh, he's one of a kind, Andy. <laughs> but to be fair, he's. Uh, he had some career and he'll, he's worked with some managers and played with some players. See, I forget that he has. When you, you speak to him, yeah, he's, he's had an unbelievable career. And I'm looking forward to hearing Champions about League stories. Bobby Robson. Yeah, so Bobby Robson, Harry Redknapp. Alan Shearer. Some big names there. Yeah. yeah. So tune in. Well, thanks for listening again. See you later. Beautiful. Can I say bye? No? No. Cheerio, to the pit. Wax. I do get. I do wax me back. Well, no, I won't wax it. Oh, it's called coming out. That's only because it's like, when I'm sleeping outside. Like I can just, it's tickling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. I'm going man out for a coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> spray tan. I've never had a spray tan. I once had me. I once had me chest wax for charity, but like never again. <laughs> never again. I never, you know, when you see women on holiday and they've got the old spider's legs, yeah. and, you, and you think oh, it's not nice. But after I had my after I had my chest wax, I'm like, no bother. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to leave them grow, no problem at all. I'm, I'm not going to judge you, love. I can guarantee you. <laughs> you let them all grow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.